Welcome to the Renovating Riches Podcast. Entrepreneurs from Houston teaching you everything they know about entrepreneurship and real estate with the best guests in the real estate industry. Subscribe today on all major platforms and gear up for another episode of Renovating Riches. Welcome to the Renovating Riches Radio Podcast. Today, we have a couple of killers from Houston town now. Oh, man. <laughs> man, I've seen, I've seen your emails, man. They, 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 they come in. I'm on your distribution list. I was like, man, they got another one? They got another one? Yeah, so, uh, man, thank you so much for coming yeah. in and um, yes, sir. Thank giving you. us your time. Cody and Jared, you guys, I relate to you guys a lot because you guys are oil fields. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, we sort of, uh, we were we were stumbling in the same stumping grounds for a long time. Yeah, for sure. We, I don't think we ever met each other while we were on the oil field, but I remember talking to you and you were saying, we, yeah. we, were, we knew people in common. So. That's right, that's right. So, who is Jared? Who is Cody? Who wants to start? I'm a I'm a single dad, uh, single parent of three kids. Ladies, yeah. Take notes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, uh, it's really not my focus, man. It's all about business. It's all about business, dog. <laughs> uh, three kids, three wonderful kids. Uh, I was in the oil and gas, roughneck guy throughout my whole career, you know. And then uh, 2012, life kind of changed, switched up, took custody of my kids, and then I got refined to four walls in the in the office in the oil and gas. Industry. Handcuffs. Yeah, I got the handcuffs, man. It's like, no way. You know, I couldn't do it. So I uh, switched my investments into real estate, lost some money in the stock market, and, um, you know, met Cody along the way, found out what wholesaling was. And well, where, uh, where are you from originally? I'm from, I'm from uh, Katy. From, from Katy? Yeah, yeah okay. from Katy. Yeah. So I'm a six, I'm a six generation Texan. Uh, you know, my family's like in central Texas. And then uh, my dad passed away. I'm the youngest of five kids. Okay. My dad passed away. We lived out in uh, San Marcos. Oh, wow. And dad passed away. You know, mom had to do the single parent of five kids. So we moved to Katy when Ooh. I was like six or seven. Okay, well, that's a good area. To <coughs> yeah, man, for sure. So it changed our life, man, you know. Um, and then uh, you graduate, you go to Katy uh, ISD and- Sci-Fair ISD. Sci oh, Sci-Fair. Yeah, okay. so I was raised up there. North, north On the north side of Katy. Yes, right. Clay and Fry. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it wasn't the worst <laughs> area, right? No, but was, at that time, it was it was a good suburbia area. It's a good area. Yeah, it's a good area. Actually, today that's a great area for rental homes. Yeah, it is. But it's kind of <laughs> it's it's kind of going down. You yeah. know, like whenever I you know I had my kids, that's that's where we were, and uh, you know I got out and I moved out to Waller. Okay. And, yeah, and uh, that's where I kind of raised my kids up. You know, I didn't want my kids raised up in the same stomach grounds I was. Right. You know, just with the trouble that, you know, also got some trouble there. Uh, so I said, hey, let me move them out to Waller. And then uh, that's kind of where, you know, I got into the office and uh, within the oil and gas industry. And it just killed me, man. What, what year did you get into the oil and gas industry? 2000. Okay, man. man. So I didn't even graduate high school, man. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Okay. No, so at 17. Did you get a GED afterwards? I or? did. Okay. Yeah, I did. In, uh, in, in Harris County Boot Camp. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so got into some trouble, man, and uh, got my GED there, but I got out, and, uh, man, there was like a time period there where I didn't do too well. 
you know, personally. And I made some bad decisions. But like we all do, yeah, for sure. See, the, the, the difference is some of us get caught and some of us don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah, the know. smart ones. <laughs> so. uh, unfortunately, I wasn't one of those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I went went through some things, and uh, that. But that's where you know when I came out, all my friends were still in school, and I was I was out making money. Yeah. You know, I was out with, my, you know, my brother-in-law and, he, you know, he was knocking me upside the head when I would make mistakes. So, so that's what, do you, what do you do once you got out? Like what, what were... Uh, I went to uh, Pig and Pipelines. Okay. Yeah, so you went straight into the oil and gas business. Yeah, straight. Hey, here's a pair of uh, steel toe boots, son. That's right. Get here's, after a, here's a hard hat and it was traveling city to city, you <laughs> all know, right. all around the U.S., you know, cleaning, cleaning main lines in the oil and gas industry. Wow. Yeah. Good. Rough life. Rough life. A rough life, but, you know, I, I was a service hand myself, right? And I ran wellheads and trees and all that stuff, right? Yep. And now I would say that I got on the pretty side of the service life because uh, I started at FMC. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of like went the clean path, but I was in the military before that. Mm. Um, but it's worth it, man. Like, yeah. it, it teaches you a lot of stuff, you That's know? right. Uh, being on time. Because uh, if you're not on time, man, that company, man, is, yeah, <laughs> is. that's the last guy you want to deal with. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, <laughs> then you start making a little bit of money and you start yeah. making friends, you know, all over. And, and you got your friends at home, but when you go to the job site, it's like you're going to, the, to your other family. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it might be the first time on the rig. Yep. As soon as you get there, it's like, I, I just met my new family. Because yeah. you're going to hang around with these guys for the next... I don't know how many days, right? You're right. So, so you were you got in the oil and gas business, and you were there until last year, right? That's right. Yeah, August. Yep. There was a couple times where I tried to get out of it, you know, when I had young kids. Yeah. Just didn't pan out, you know. Uh, well, you, I, you probably I, didn't have your your plan B like we. No, know, no, you know, not place. at all, not at all. So I did the the land thing, and then, you know, when I had you know three four year olds running around, you know going away for a month coming home and being home for a couple of days and going away for a week come you know coming home for like a month and it was just really sporadic and uh that's when i went with oceaneering yeah and i moved into uh the the rovs and i moved into like the whole three week on three week off uh deep water uh, you were flying rovs too right yeah okay. yeah so i was rov pilot started there at oceaneering and then uh, uh horizon Hap happened yeah. and uh that's when i moved i was centrally located in louisiana then i got centrally located into houston and so so oceaneering trained me really well and when i was based out of louisiana okay. right with the rovs and the robots so i got a, i got really good training there and when i moved into houston i like bumped a lot of the senior guys because i had all <coughs> that that training right and because uh, we had you lost our contract with BP, so and, I moved and to you Houston. you can't buy that training, you, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, have, not individually, man. You can not have what all they the degrees in the world. You can yep. know everybody, but if you yep. don't have that know-how, man. Yeah, no, you're right, man. They taught me electronics, mechanics. They taught me on-the-job training. They taught me everything there. And, and I was really blessed because when I moved to Houston, like, I just saw the experience with the guys. And, um, you know, my, my superior saw that. And they, they, you know, immediately gave me responsibility. Wow. And that, you know, eventually looking back, you know, that's what brought me into the office. You know, I jumped a lot of guys really quick. And when I got put through some things, 
you know, they were, you know, at the drop of a hat, they were like, yes, you, you know, here's your salary. It, it wasn't what I wanted, you know. But I took like a 40% pay cut when yeah. I took custody of my kids. But uh, that's, you know, now looking back, that's what brought me to where I was today, you know. Good deal, man. <coughs> yeah. um, so what about you? So uh, I'm from a small town in Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. Um, pretty much got very similar stories to both of you. Um, I dropped out of high school, went straight to the oil and gas. My mom forced me to go get my GED. Uh, I didn't go to a boot camp though. I actually went to. Uh, <laughs> you see, I did. I, I, look, I, I, I did, love the way he says that. Look, I did get my my high school degree, but I don't know how I pulled that off. To be honest with you, yeah, <laughs> I'll right? tell you that in a different yeah, area. Yeah, uh, yeah. Same thing, man. Just hanging out with bad a bad crowd, and you know, I just just wasn't focused on school and wanted to get out. I wanted to go go to work. I wanted to go work with my dad. So, yeah. what did he do? Inspections, uh, like pipeline inspection, QA, uh, drill, QC, that kind yeah, of stuff. Okay. that kind of stuff. So um, I went and I did that with him uh, for a little while. I got out of high school around seven, I was 17. Uh, did that for a little while. Once I turned 18, I was able to go work offshore. So I went, went and did that. <coughs> um, worked with some of the big name companies, uh, yeah. you know, all, all of them, Weatherford, Halliburton. And then uh, I, I stopped at Halliburton. I was uh, doing wireline for them. There's a lot of gritty work going offshore, still, you know, the offshore life. and um, A lot of long hours in waterline, man. Oh, man. I, I feel bad for some of those guys Dude. sometimes. Long <laughs> hours. when they got stuck or something. Oh, know? yeah. Dirty, yeah, so. you know, uh, what we used to call it, um, the baby white baby white yeah. bats, you know, oh, yeah, three yeah, hours yeah. sleeps yeah, in the yeah, truck. Yeah. Man, yeah, it's, yeah, it, was, it was crazy. Um, did that for a little while, then I got on the cleaner side. Um, I, I worked my ass off, man. I, I got promoted as a service <laughs> tools. Um, I know he did too. Yeah, but that ROV was down. <laughs> oh man! Oh, yeah. oh man! You have yeah. I know. I I was gonna say you have no idea, but I know you have an idea. But a lot of the viewers may don't have an no, idea. I have an idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough, man. And um, I got I got promoted to like completion tools, so I was running packers, plugs, and then that was the cleaner side, right? I was working well, now on shore. you making a good day rate, and yeah, I was got making a company truck, retainer, company truck, retainer, retainer, got retainer. Yeah. I was one of the that. youngest guys over there, you know. I was making a lot of money. Uh, how much were you making on running packers, like I I on a yearly basis? I was making a hundred grand. hundred grand. Yeah, I was just short of a hundred grand my first right. year, just okay. short. <coughs> yeah, but um, if I would have, you know. A, a whole full year train. And how old were you back then? I was 20, 23. 23 making it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Very, yeah. yeah. Um, I started buying a new house, new truck. Toys. Yep. All the Four toys. Four-wheeler. Everything, everything on credit, bro. Everything like, on credit, bro. This yeah. is it. This, <laughs> is, this is the life, you know. It's, yeah. and, that, and the small town that I was brought up in, that's where we were born, you know. No, that, that was the we crowd. That's what you saw, right? That's what you saw. Everybody was doing the same thing. So it's like, Everybody you go to school, you get a job in the oil field, you get married, it, that's it. That's you know, it. you have your life. life. Yep. And then you go buy some land. Yeah, yeah. build, <laughs> build, land. build a house. Yep. <laughs> get five, ten acres. That's it, yeah, that's the dream. That's you know? And go hunting and fishing. That's right. So all that started coming to an end whenever I had about a year that I kind of prepare myself for the layoffs in 2015. So yeah. 2014, it started slowing down towards the end of the year. Um, I didn't really realize it then. And you know, the crazy thing is, before that happened, uh, my dad always told me, because my dad's been in oil and gas his whole life, he was like, son, you know, the, it's gonna happen again. It's just a matter of time for the when, oil field to go when. down. Yeah. And um, 
you know, I always told him, I was like, no, nah, I don't see it happening. Yeah. You know, I was making money, I was having fun. This yeah, because when the all field is going, it's going. You yeah. know, like, you have no life. Like, no. they're just waiting for you to get off a rig mm. to send you to another one. Oh, I was, you know? I was on 24-hour yeah. call. Right. I would get home, 24 hours, I was leaving the next day, you know, yeah. waking up early in the morning. I remember being on a rig offshore for Shell. Yeah. And Shell only allow you to be 30 days on the rig. Yeah. Yep. They will get me off the rig for a day. So yeah. I can go back and do another 30 days. Yeah. One day. That's and all sometimes I, I get off the rig and I call the base and I was like, hey guys, I just got off the rig because you, you, we have to call people as soon as we hit the beach, right? Yeah. I'm on my way back to here. So, no, you're not. Go get your hotel. You're going out tomorrow on yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks for, the pu- thanks for telling me. <laughs> you know what I mean? They yeah, already knew it. They yeah. already knew it. They, yeah. ha- they have yeah. my name on some other rig or whatnot, right? But, I mean, yep. <clears throat> so what happened there? So... So you were getting ready, but you weren't getting ready because you weren't listening to Daddy. Well, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't listening to him. <laughs> and then shortly after it, uh, you know, we had that conversation. It started going downhill. They took me out of the field and put me working in the shop. Okay. So I was making less money. And miserable because now you hated that. Now I had to go to work every day, yeah. get dirty, breaking down tools and Drive all this the stuff. Yeah, they took my company <laughs> truck. Right. So I was like, man, you it's coming. You had to go coming. buy a car now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Anyway, I had this one guy, um, he's, he was probably 10 years older than me, similar position, um, well, same position. He was just, he's, we started at the same time, like, at that, at that uh, position. So, um, he was always coming into work happy, man. So, I, um, I was chatting with him, and I was like, man, I think I'm going to go to college. You're like, dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are you happy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I was, uh, I was like, I think I'm going to go back to school, try to get an engineering degree or something. He's like, is that what you really want to do? And I was like... No, I just want to make money, you know. He was like, he was always happy. So I asked him, I said, you know, why are you, you know, what are you going to do if something happens? You know, he had wife, kids, everything. He was like, well, me and my wife flip houses. So I started, you know, I was intrigued by it. Like, what do you mean, like, flip houses? So he turned me on to Bigger Pockets and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He said, read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And this is what year, 2014? 15. 15, okay. So I was still working at Halliburton at the time in the shop, trying to figure out what what my next move was going to be. So um, I started listening to podcasts on Bigger Pockets, looking at the forums, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then once I read that book, I was like, I've been spending money the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'm an idiot. I I wish I would have read this book when I was You're not an idiot because you didn't know. Uh, You know, it's all about education. We can only do what we know. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like I was telling you before the podcast. If I would have known yeah. where to put all this money, yeah. it, it would have been a whole different story. But I just didn't know. Like, <coughs> this, that's what I knew. That's the lane I knew, yeah. you know, to travel. So I would have beat myself down to, to, you know, to death because I was like, man, I bought all these toys. Yeah, I would be like, okay, now that I know, what do I need to do? Right. All the mistakes. I mean, we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to make mistakes. You're not going to avoid them. Yeah. And why do we make mistakes? Because ignorance our own ignorance yeah. we don't know what's out there right so as long as you educate yourself and you don't make the same mistake again you're good yeah you know so so you you, you were educating yourself bigger yeah. pockets learning yeah. rich dad poor dad red thinking grow rich next uh that that's the book that really was the turning point for yeah. me um and that's whenever i i realized i i I wanted to do something more with myself. You know, I wanted to, to do something with my life. I wanted to take ownership of it. I didn't want to be chained down to a job. Because I, I was seeing these old guys, and he can tell you the same thing. We've had many conversations about this. These older guys in there, and I'm sure you've seen it too, just 
same thing every day and what were they gonna do you know if they got laid off and i didn't want to be that guy you know what i was the i was a crazy guy so when i was working with drill quip uh <laughs> this is before oh, weatherford yeah. i was running well his and trees right yeah. and i would always go to the <laughs> office and you know a lot of friends from lafayette and you know yeah. the, we probably know some of the people probably they, so. they're, they're still working there yeah they say, Ricardo, man, why are you flipping houses? What? Because I, I've, I've been doing this for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. I just did it on the side. Why are you a network marketing company? Because I, bro, any, I love those network marketing companies. Yeah. I don't do them anymore, but mm-hmm. it, they, they were a good school for me yeah. as far as building relationships and networking. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, guys, what happens if I lose my job tomorrow for whatever reason? Or... Uh, all that money that I'm making right now is gone. Mm-hmm. So I have to have something to rely back on that has nothing to do with my career right now. And that's literally, you know, these other things like real estate and, and, and sales. Because yeah. network marketing is nothing else that sa- than sales. Right. Right. And they looked at me like I have five different eyes like or two different heads, you know. Like, <laughs> this guy is crazy, you know. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Long story yeah. short, in <coughs> after the 2015 <coughs> fiasco, Mm-hmm. All these guys are coming back to me now, like, dude, can you help me? Can yep. you help me? Because now I'm the, I'm the light. Because I'm like, oh, now what mm-hmm. I got has got some value. Yeah. You know, so I'm kind of like that guy that you were looking looking up to, that was doing stuff on the side. Because uh, I was the guy that will show up happy. Yeah. And and they're like, why are you happy? We're all supposed to be miserable here. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. the vibes. That's yeah. the vibes in the offshore. It's the, You're the right, man. It's yeah. like, it's like. Yeah, we make all this <laughs> money, but we're supposed to be miserable for some reason. And I was like, hell no, I'm not going to live that life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you educated yourself, went through, uh, and how, what was your, like, what was your first exposure to real estate? Yeah, so um, I started selling all, you know, the, all the toys that all I the had. All the toys, yeah. Got rid of it. I had, an, I had two trucks, actually. I got rid of one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> four-wheeler. Um, I still had the house that I was living in. But I wanted to, I didn't really know about wholesaling. I was kind of too scared to flip, you know, I didn't really yeah. you know, want to do it by myself, kind of wanted somebody to, you know, show me how to do it. Yeah, guide you. Yeah, so um, I was looking at rental properties. So um, I sold all that stuff, built up some money in my bank accounts, saved, saved, saved as much as I could. And then um, I found a place that I wanted to, to buy to rent out. So um, I went under contract um, and I got <coughs> laid off. Uh, a week before I was set to close on this property. Oh man. So I got laid off and that whole time I was like, shit, should I still go through? You know, the loan company wasn't saying anything. I was like, man, <laughs> I was like, I'm doing it. Like I built up all this momentum. I read this, the, you know, these books, I sold all this stuff. I'm doing it, I'm jumping in. So I, I took the risk, right? And that, that's, that's really what it was about. I was like, I need to take the risk. And you closed on it? I closed on it. I still have it today. They didn't ask you the day before closing if you were still employed. No. Because <laughs> they do that now. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. Oh, they verify. Now yeah, they are. Yeah. Are you still employed? Yeah. I had a friend that they, they had a house in Katy, nice house. Mm-hmm. They were moving to like Towny Lakes or something like that. And my wife was telling me that they got, that her husband got laid off like a month before the closing. They had built this freaking house and it was like, a, I don't know, $500,000 home or something. Wow. And they were sweating it because they had put a lot of money up front <laughs> yeah. with the builder. And if they didn't close, that money was gone, man. Yeah. Um, and somehow <coughs> they managed, but they made it through. So so you close on that deal. You still out on the property? Yeah, I still got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then still rents out. what <laughs> happened after that? How do you guys meet each other? 
Yeah, so um, I moved to Houston in 2016, started a bunch of other ventures, man. Went through some rough times, uh, living at a friend's house. You know, I went through my little trouble moment, too, with no money and more, more month, no, no, it's, it's always more month at the end of your money. Yeah, yeah. More month at the end of your money, bro. <laughs> so, Straight out of time, man. Yeah, man, and um, I, I met, I, I got into wholesaling when Harvey came, right? I was putting out bandit signs and stuff, um, grabbed a few deals, done, you know, done two of them from those uh, in Pearland, and that was uh, 20, 2017 in December. So uh, whenever Harvey had just hit, and then it was the summer when I started snagging those up, and he actually, Jared actually called me off of a bandit sign. What, what were you doing? Were you buying or? Uh, no, 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 no. So I um, lost a lot of money, right, in the stocks right. when the oil and gas market went down. Stupid enough to leave my money in the, you know, the four hundred right. k, and I pulled out. So I was searching. You know, I was searching. It was YouTube University. I was just looking around. Bro, YouTube is an amazing and, and tool. For sure, for sure. And I was, I mean, I was like, I was thinking about doing Amazon. I was thinking about doing all these different vehicles, yeah, right? And it was, it was real estate. You know, that's what I got into. Um, researched a couple companies here in Houston that do buy and hold and stuff like that. And it's, it's like. I was an analytical type guy. I was like, how, how is this happening? Where yeah. are these guys finding these deals you from? You have to find the why and yeah. the how. Why and how. I did. I found it. It was wholesaling. And then I got a hold of a mentor and, you know. Uh, Locally? Uh, in Louisiana. Chris okay. Rude. Oh, I, I just went to his event in, <coughs> yeah, in, uh, in December. Shout this out to Chris Rude. Yeah, oh, uh, in a, oh, in his, yeah, Skeleton. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good event. Yeah, yeah so. that's what I heard, man. Uh, so, you know, he I went through his training program and uh, he said, you know, this is what you need to start doing. So I just applied it and started doing it and uh, chased them for about a month and uh, finally did our first deal together and uh, never looked back. Man, that's great. Never looked back. That's great. So you guys, uh, you guys got together because you called off a bandit time pretty much. Mm -hmm. And what was that first deal together like? It was a it was a duplex in Conroe, and I was going through my buyers list, which was slim to none. And <laughs> five me, people, yeah, talking me hey, down. You want, Ricardo, you know? do you want this house? No, okay. <laughs> yeah. Jose, do you want it? No, okay, shit, I'm done, dude. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of deal. Exactly, man. It's exactly how it was. I was gonna make like two or three grand. I was like, man, this is awesome, you know. Yeah. Finally, all that work, you know. Right. It really wasn't a lot of work, you know. Uh, I just applied myself, you know. So right. I didn't find it that hard to be able to get but my it, first but house. Validation, but I mean, yeah, it was work, yeah. you know. It was work, and to know that I could pull a profit while I was doing it on the side, yeah. you know, I was still working full time, and I just applied myself and did it, and then. You know, I threw it to him, and he finally got back, and he was like, oh, man, you know, we got 15, 20 grand spread on this. And then uh, I forgot what we ended up making on it, somewhere around 15 or something. Yeah, something like that. Right, right above 10, I think. Yeah. And, uh, <coughs> you know, uh, it was a duplex in Conroe. And, uh, man, after after we got that guy, the buyer under contract code was like, all right, I'll meet you for lunch now. <laughs> yes, <dude. laughs> this guy, he wouldn't meet me. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't meet me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you <laughs> know, you, you, you know you get it a lot, you know? So I wasn't bringing any value to the table at that time. You know, I wasn't. Yeah, so you know what I'm you saying? So like, I hey, finally can I go pick your brains? <laughs> yeah. You know, I like, really pick my brains? What? That's why Renovating Richard started, just so you mm -hmm. know. Right. So 
Dennis and I were flipping a massive amount of properties. I mean, we were doing, like I told you, we got to like 40 houses or something like that. Yeah. And when people, and we didn't network, so we weren't out networking, meeting new people. No, mm -hmm. like, ooh, no, we don't want to <laughs> do that. We just want to go be work. with our wives and kids yeah, after right, work. Right. Um, somehow, people started noticing that we were doing a lot of properties. And they will, they will find the address, and next thing you know, hey, is Ricardo here? And I'm like, who is here? Because we, mm -hmm. we never had, like, a secretary or something. Like, <laughs> it was just me, Dennis, Neil, and a couple of other people in the office. I was like, yes, sir. How can I help you, man? I, I don't. I just want to come pick your brains. What? And, but I'm, I'm I'm one of those people. I never, yeah. like, I don't turn down helping other people, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Come on in. Yeah. And then next thing I know, it's becoming more normal for people just to show up and pick our brains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, and our lenders, they start bringing other. Hey, can you teach this person how to do that? I was like. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but and how do I say no to my lender now? You know, yeah, right. So, you know, so I was like, okay. And then one day, Dennis is like, dude, you gotta because it was me. It was never him. Yeah. It's like you gotta stop this. It's like why? We have no time to work. Yeah. Like you mm. bring all these people are coming to our office now, <clears throat> and just to pick our brains. Mm. And the thing is, I will suck him into the the conversation. Hey, Dennis, can you come here real quick? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you gotta stop this, man. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but I don't want to turn down on helping other people out. Right. How can we do this? And he's like, hmm, I watch a lot of YouTube. And he's like, I, I'm like, what do you mean you watch a lot of YouTube? And he's like, yeah, man, I follow this guy and I follow this other guy, and that's who I learn from. He's a car enthusiastic, so uh, he's always learning about Lambos, and 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 he's like, let's watch these channels. And I'm looking at the channels with him. And I said, like, bro, that's a lot of production behind that. <coughs> and he's like, mm -hmm. oh, man, let's just grab our phone and, and kind of like do it with our phone. And yeah. that's literally how Renovating Riches started. Yeah. Awesome. We were <coughs> Facebook living. Our, mm -hmm. Oh, and in Spanish only. We did it only in Spanish. Wow. <laughs> because we figured there were so many people doing it in English. Yeah. Why are we going to go oh. do it in English? Let's just, let's just do it in Spanish. We, yeah. we both speak Spanish. And then what happened was we started doing it in Spanish, and the people in the English... <coughs> crowd they were like what are you guys talking about why do you guys don't do this in english we want to listen to what you got to say and i was like what we actually have a following wow. <laughs> yeah awesome, yeah man. that's good so that's how we started doing it and it was to prevent uh time suckers literally yeah yeah now if people want to pick my brains go to the renovated riches we got a hundred right. episodes out there you gotta yeah. From, yeah. you know and now we get to get guys like you that you get to share your experience yeah you know how you're doing things and and then after that, if there's something else you want to talk about, okay, about. perfect. Yeah. But are you rather watch at least yeah. 20 or 30 Go episodes? there first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go there first. So, so you guys did that first deal together. Yeah. <clears throat> and then what happened after that? Like, how was that, that, that relationship building in between you two? Man, we just met. We met. And then, you know, I'm, I saw that he was in the oil and gas market. He saw I was in the oil and gas market. Uh, you know, we shared a lot of common traits. Yeah. You know, we're both aggressive uh, on the disc tests were both high D's um, and you know he and I mean to his point too man he was doing a lot right he was an agent he was he was doing a lot of stuff and um, he was really busy and uh, I mean at that point we just uh, we just like alright you know I'm gonna use you know Cody he's gonna have the buyers list you know and I you know I had the drive and I had the spark to go acquire properties yeah. and it, it kind of blended to a point where 
it was sucking up a lot of our time and we started doing some deals and we saw the you know the profitability in it and it was like man what if we were doing this full time yeah you know and and then <coughs> you know at that point Cody ended up going full time and then you know a couple months later it was like you know he built the business you know basically from the ground up doing you know doing it full time I think we hired a, a guy uh, out of that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we hired a guy out of that time. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the next step was was me quitting, right? But but before then, we got another mentor. I remember uh, when I met you at the Redneck Country Club, you guys were already doing deals. Mm-hmm. Right. And you told me, I'm still full-time, and I was like, what? Yeah. Why? I was yeah. like, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. And and uh, I did tell you, I said, like, man, if you go do this full time, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna ten x your your business. I uh, think that was like right when we got a hold of our other mentors. So our other our other mentor, uh, Raf, yeah, um, he he put our business, you know, into a system. You know, we were kind of just, you know, he was doing everything, I was doing everything. We didn't have a real, you know, a real system going. But uh, whenever we got a hold of his systems, that's when we started to see the volume go up. Right, and then um, and then when I when I eventually quit and took your advice, took Charles' advice, you know, because you know another point for Charles, he was <laughs> he was like, man, you're not asking enough on your assignments, yeah. you know, you're just not asking enough, and it's you know, so it was small tidbits and nuggets from you, Charles, and and yeah, Rav, different people, yeah, and yeah, put it all together, and you know, and then I was like, all right, you know, and granted. I wasn't crazy at the time for not quitting because there was a lot at stake. I mean, not granted, everyone has everything at stake, right? You know, I was a, a single parent at the time with three kids. You yeah, know, you had a lot of reasons was, why you needed to stay employed. Right. So, but, I mean, Cody had a lot of stuff going on, and, you know, we started seeing a lot of assignments come through, and the volume went up, and it was like, it's time. So, <laughs> what does your business look like today? So uh, right now we have our our little office on 290. Um, we got transaction coordinator. We got uh, we just hired some new acquisition guys. So we got one, two, three, three, three in acquisitions. Three acquisition guy. Yeah. Um, and a part-time disposition guy. Part-time dispo guy. Okay. So, and it's me and him. So good. And um, so you're you're three. So it's like seven of you all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. What um, what's working for you for acquiring deals? Um, <coughs> like as far as yeah, what like systems? Marketing, leads, like marketing. marketing yeah. Um, we are cold callers, kill it. Okay, uh, cold calls. Yeah, SMS. And that's all you do. Uh, cold calls and SMS primarily. Seventy. I mean, cold calling <coughs> was a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then and when then you got frustrated a little bit. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's always yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always be better. But when we met Raf. He's like, "What well, y'all ain't doing SMS RVMs?" Yeah. And he was like, "All right, for Jared to quit, you need to do SMS. Yeah. You need to do RVMs." Yeah. Broke and everything down for us. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <coughs> broke it down. Really showed us. And um, I would say cold calling is is about sixty percent probably marketing now. And I'd probably say more. A little bit yeah, more. Little bit yeah, more. but they they absolutely crush it. Yeah. They absolutely crush That's it for good. us. And then SMS is the next biggest one. And then we just started doing online stuff. Okay. Yeah. Good. Some SEO stuff. Good for us is so we were mailers only. Yeah. We did mailers and mailers and mailers yeah. and mailers <laughs> and that's all we did. But. So we didn't do a volume of deals, but our our quality of deals was very good. 
You're so right. for us, a forty fifty thousand dollar assignment was normal. That's crazy. Our average today is twenty five grand. That's it awesome. has dropped because of <coughs> all the cold calling, the SMS, and <coughs> all the things that we're doing now. Yeah. We get some Facebook ads sometimes, and those are good because you spend six hundred bucks and you scored a I don't know a fifteen thousand dollar assignment. Um, but Facebook is against us. Every month they change the algorithm. They change the way you do yeah. ads, and you're like, oh, I gotta catch up to that again. And yeah. you know, so it's a, a, a constant learning. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say that for us, we get a lot of word of mouth, like, and that's really hard to put a price on. I know. Um, that's good. <laughs> it is because it's coming yeah. from referrals from other people that we've bought houses from. We've bought a lot of houses now, mm -hmm. so. We've planted those seeds for many years. And also, we've planted a lot of letters and postcards for many years. And guess what? People save letters and postcards. We never, we didn't know this when we started doing it until two or three years later, we're getting a call from a letter. And, and, and they're like, hey, I saved your letter. I'm ready to sell my house. And we're like, man, we haven't sent a letter in like, I don't know, I don't know how long. And yeah. And then when we go and ask, it's like, actually, there was one that went to Dennis' cell phone directly. This is last year. And I went to the appointment, and I looked at the property, put on the contract, and I asked the lady, I said, do you have a copy of the letter? Because I was trying to find the number on CallRail. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, <laughs> I find, I couldn't it. find it. I was like, yeah. man, where did this call come from? She pulled out the letter. When we started doing this, man, we were so naive. We were putting our phone numbers on the letters. Like your yeah. actual cell phone. And the freaking <laughs> bandit signs. Like, I yeah. mean, this is like wanting to do it, like being determined. Like, the hell with the systems. I'm putting my number, yeah. right? Let's go. And I look at it, and I was like, I got to call this guy. So I called Dennis. I did. This letter is from where you, you first, this is our first mail out when you put your phone number on it. That's and crazy, this first mail out was like in 2015. And we picked up this property in 2018. Wow. So three years later, something that we planted back then, gave right. us like, that was like a $25,000 assignment. Nice. Awesome. Um, so that's why we like letters so much. Mm -hmm. Challenges, you put a lot of money out. Yeah. Man, and for the money to come back, you know, it takes, it, it takes, it takes it time, it takes a while. So yeah. I would advise that if you're going to do letters or postcards, throw them out, you know. Um, but don't wait for that instant gratification. Right, know? right. They're going to produce when they produce. Yeah. Um, so SMS, internet now, um, cold calling. A lot of people are going the cold calling route. Yeah. Um, it's just time consuming. That's yeah, it. yeah. And people, you know, people's efforts pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you don't do any, any mailers. Uh, do you still do bandit signs? We still do them here and there. Off and on. Yeah. 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 You got to deal with the police. You got to deal with the HOAs. Yeah. We y speaking about your letter story. So last year we pulled that one in Baytown. That was from one of my old postcards that I sent whenever I first got started. So yeah, it does take a while sometimes for them to come back. So. But it comes back. It comes back. How <laughs> long? So what? Two or three years? So uh, no, nah, that was towards the end of 2017 or around 2018. Whenever I was, and I was not doing nearly the value you were doing. I was just throwing like a thousand here, a thousand there, yeah. whatever. And then uh, it was a probate. It was from a probate list, and um, it came back. And I was like, the guy said he had my my mail. And I was like, mail. Was like, I had to think. I was like, what? <laughs> you <laughs> can't yeah. be talking about a year ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it came back. So it happens. So where do you guys go from here? Like. You know, what's what's in the future for you guys? 
Man, I mean, the sky's the limit, you know? Yeah. We just, we want to take over. We want to expand Texas, and we want to expand nationally, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole selling business. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So we feel like we've built, a, there's a couple things that we want to do before we get out of Houston. So we've, we've built and scaled, we, we think, a pretty good business. And um, <coughs> at this point, it's just... What, you know, what's the next city? Yeah. That we're just going to do the same. I mean, just really like repeat. We could put like our blueprint <coughs> pretty much almost on any Yeah, it's market, a bicycle. You know? Now, you got to, the one thing that I will tell you based on my experience um, is that your systems will change. Mm -hmm. mm. No doubts. Right. They're going to change. <laughs> I don't care how good you got it right now. Right, right. And how much you got it figured out. Yeah. Next year, it's probably going to be different. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if you're waiting for that system to be perfect to right. go to an, a next I market, yeah. don't yeah. stop on that because right, right. you just change along the way. It's like the old <coughs> people, you know? Right, yeah. right. You start running into like roadblocks and setbacks and yeah. <coughs> you don't stop. You just go through it while you figure it out, right? Yeah. Right, right. Um, that's, that's what... Um, that's what we've noticed in the last four years is that what we did first year wasn't the same thing we did the second year and the third like every year it has completely changed, changed. Right. and it's now that I know that it's like okay I just gotta keep adapting that's it mm -hmm. right okay, yeah <coughs> I just see your pants and figure it out that's it just adapt. I just gotta become a, a chameleon li literally I, I adapt as my environment run, uh, runs around right right yeah. um, so and then one, like it's happened to me. I thought I had it. I thought I had the perfect team. I got this many. I had. I think at some point I had eight or nine acquisitions, and they were all getting contracts. And I had two dispositions, and they one of them was doing real well. You guys know Alex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then the other guy didn't do that well at the beginning, but he was coming around. And then they all freaking disappear. Like I quit, and I go. I was like, okay, I gotta rebuild the team again now. Oh, yeah. But man. to me, it's like. <coughs> now it's thick skin. Okay, I gotta rebuild it. You know what to do. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. No, you know, I just no, gotta, I gotta have more talents and yeah. give the systems and the tools, right? Right. Yeah. So that's the in my experience, that's really what keeps me on track. Is like knowing that you're gonna have those sex setbacks mm -hmm. when you have you think you have a rock star. Next thing you know, rock star is leaving because he's opening his own rock band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, because yeah, that, that's the thing. A lot of them they, <coughs> they come in, yeah. hang out with you for a little bit. Learn your systems, your tricks, yep. and then they go apply. But they don't have this. They don't have the mindset. They don't have the the hustle. They don't have yep. the. They don't know how to go through struggles like you has you guys have. Right, and you see some of those guys come to work with you, and then they leave, and then three or four months later, they can't make it. Yeah, so it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. No, not at all. Not that mm -hmm. was one of the first things you know. Rude taught me was mindset. You know, Rav preaches it too, right? You have to have your mind. That's like the foundation <coughs> of it, right? Is you have to have your mindset right. So check this out. I got these guys that used to work with me, right? And I'm telling them, hey guys, when we collect this particular assignment, I'm gonna take you to Vegas, <coughs> 10x conference. And they're like, they're all excited, right? And then <laughs> I, I have a bunch of books, and I share my books with them. It's like, guys, because I believe in the mindset. Yeah, thing, sure. Right. Then I found out that one of them didn't want to go to Vegas, and I was like, huh, why is that? Well, I already read the fucking book. Oh, I got it figured out. And I was like, really? <laughs> You're a big shot now, huh? You're I was hey, like, nothing, what is wrong with this guy? You know? yeah. And then they're questioning why I'm taking him to Vegas. Like, really? You tell me you're going to take me to Vegas? I'm like, when? when? And where do I show right. up? You know? Yeah. Right. So 
just mm -hmm. by seeing that, I say like, this guy's got so much to grow up. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. Mentally, you know. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, so mindset is the number one thing, really. It's a, it's actually eighty percent mindset. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Twenty percent is the actions you take. Yeah. Uh, and then two percent is the systems. Is the way I see it, because systems are going to change regardless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So man, thank you so much for coming in, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. Guys, if you guys are, uh, where, uh, where can they get in contact with you? Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Instagram handles Houston7983 or Jerry Graves on Facebook. How yeah. do we get on your <coughs> buyers list? Like, Do you have a website, opt-in, that kind of stuff? If there's any buyers uh, watching the, 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 the program? Yeah, reach out to me on uh, Instagram, Facebook too. Uh, Instagram's at CP Flips Houses. Um, we'll chat. Let me know what you're looking to buy, and we'll put you on our list. Perfect. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate, appreciate it. Man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks man. My pleasure. Don't forget to hit share, like, and subscribe. Share this with your grandma, with your grandpa, <laughs> with your enemies, with everybody. You have a great day. Bye.